You are listening to the Grown and Vegan Life Podcast, Episode 4. Welcome to the Grown and Vegan Life Podcast. I am your host, Dieta Rohde. On this podcast, we talk about being vegan from the perspective of being healthy. And we take a deep dive into being healthy in the other areas of our lives, like relationships, money, and mindset. The ultimate goal is to be whole and to experience joy in our lives, not just our eating. So we look at both practical and spiritual ways to experience optimal health. The main thing to remember is that nothing in this show is meant to replace medical advice from a trained professional. I am sharing my experience and the experience of my guest. Please use wisdom and take what you feel will work for you. Now, let's get started with today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. How has your week been? Sometimes, I don't know if you're like me, but when I have to, we can go through the week so fast and just kind of so focused on getting everything done that when you stop and take a minute to look back over the week, it's hard to remember everything that actually transpired in the week. Um, So I had to take a minute to kind of look back over the week. And first of all, I realized it's the last day of January, which is crazy. We are already through the very first month of 2022. Um, But this past week, I remember (laughs) that I've been taken out of my element. It actually is sunshiny today as I'm recording this podcast and the weather is a lot warmer than it has been. But where I'm at, we have had some snow and it's been pretty cold. And I apologize if you hear loud noises um, throughout this podcast. I do apologize um, for any of those background noises in advance. But anyway, it has been cold and it's been snowy. And so it's taken me out of my element a little bit. But I did manage to get a couple of things done, some major things that I had on my list that I wanted to get accomplished this month. And I was able to do that. I was able to make the updates that I wanted to get done to the 10 day vegan challenge guide. I held a 10 for 10 vegan challenge this month and that was successful. It was a great experience. And I took the guide that I made for the participants of the vegan challenge and I adapted it so that anyone can go through this challenge at their own time and on at their own pace. So that is now available on the Grown and Vegan website. You can it's a PDF that you can download and it includes about 30 different meals, meal ideas that you can use over the course of 10 days to be able to eat if you want to transition to a vegan diet or if you're just wanting to do it for a short time. There are recipes and a meal plan included in this guide to help you to do that, to accomplish that. And this way, you know, if you're a self-starter, if you're somebody that you can do this 
basically on your own, then that guide will help you. So you can get that at the Grown and Vegan website, the store tab or the shop tab. But I am also working on a beginner course, a vegan beginner course. And I have been able to record the lessons for that. I just have to put it all together. I have all of the information. It just, I just need to get it all formatted together. So that, my goal is to have that out this week. And so I am excited for this beginning of the year of getting the resources. I mentioned last time, last week, that I was reformatting the website completely to be able to provide resources for people who are wanting to transition to being vegan either long-term or short-term. So I am excited that I was able to get those things done. But today in this episode, I want to kind of dig into the two different topics or the two different versions of plant-based, which I say two different versions, but really as I've been studying this and looking at this a little deeper, I realized that there are so many levels to plant-based. So whenever um, you know you see a lot of the advertising now and it's talking about plant-based, well, what does plant-based really mean? <laughs> what does that really mean? You know, I've shared my story as to why I'm on this vegan journey and because a plant-based diet was actually suggested for me or recommended for me um, as a breast cancer survivor. But here's the thing. When I read that, I took it as vegan. I took it as going full all in. If somebody else reads that, they may take it totally different because plant-based really is a broad term. When you look at and you start to dig into veganism and vegetarian, you will see that there are so many different categories that encompass these two terms. When I was looking at the information, um, I noticed that you know, there's different types of vegetarians that I didn't really know about. And it really, I'm not going to go into all of those because it's a lot. I can't remember all of them, honestly. (laughs) But it really depends on whether you're eating eggs or dairy, whether you, you know, decide to what type of um, dairy and, and what type of, um, what type of foods basically you eat? If you eat something that derives from an animal, um, an animal byproduct, like certain gelatins and different things, broths and different things that um, derive from an animal product. Um, some people will eat that, some people don't. Um, when you're looking at vegan, um, I learned that there is the alkaline vegan, which is really based on um, this methodology of Dr. Sebi. And that is, you know, a, an alkaline vegan is someone that does not, they don't ingest um, honey at all. They don't ingest um, GMO products. They don't um, ingest foods that are um, hybrid foods like cauliflower i believe is a hybrid food broccoli and cauliflower those type of foods are considered hybrid so on an alkaline vegan diet 
they people who are alkaline vegan would not eat those foods. However, honey that we're on this topic, honey, I've learned is considered to be non-vegan. Um, but when I looked on information, um, when you differentiate between an alkaline vegan and a vegan, then honey is one that alkaline vegans do not partake in, but vegans may or may not. And so for me, that was an eye-opening thing because the information I've seen up to this point really drilled down on the fact that honey is not considered vegan. But for me as a believer, it was a conflict of interest because honey is something that's utilized in the Bible. Um, it's not, it's something that is used throughout the Bible. And so for me, I haven't really been a stickler on honey. I've tried to be respectful and um, not really portray that in my recipes or anything like that. And I don't personally purchase items that have honey on there. But now I, you know, but I don't really get crazy if I happen to have something, if a cereal or something, oh, it has honey. Well, I'm not intentionally getting it, but if it does, I'm not going to beat myself up over it, in other words. So, you know, what I'm learning in all of this is that there are just so many categories and so many things, and it really boils down to the fact that no eating plan is, is eating is not a one size fits all type of thing. It's just not a one size fits all type of thing. We really have to eat. You know, the way we eat is as different as our own individual personalities. It's as different, um, you know, as we are, our personal DNA, our personal blueprint, who we are is so different. We can, we cannot say that one diet, I don't care if it's plant-based or whatever, fits all. Nothing is one size fits all. I believe that there are commonalities. There are certain things that may be consistent throughout, but we really have to be careful in prescribing a specific plan for everybody. I don't think that we can prescribe a, a specific plan that's going to fit everybody. We have to understand that we are all different. And so even as a coach, I want to talk to an individual and be able to understand what is going to work best for you. You know, we have to look at our lives. I don't care if it's a diet for just losing weight or, you know, any other, any kind of diet. We really have to be careful about saying this is the way it has to be for each person. Each of our bodies needs something different. Um, you know, there's even raw vegans. There's people who eat a raw diet. Um, there's, you know, there's people who eat things that, you know, they can't tolerate dairy. So they don't eat dairy. They don't, you know, if you're a vegetarian, so you don't eat dairy maybe. Or, you know, there's just different varieties and different variations of anything. 
I really am of the mindset that anything in excess can be poor for you. It can be bad for our health. It doesn't matter. Anything in excess can be bad for our health. So we have to keep that in mind as far as when we are looking at our way of eating. And we don't want, one of my goals is, you know, as I've stated many times, I am vegan for health. And so one of my goals is to remove barriers for people who want to try a vegan lifestyle um, or a plant-based lifestyle. I want to remove barriers. And one of those barriers to me is trying to make everybody fit the same mold. Everybody walk the same exact path. You have to find what is going to be healthiest for you, what is going to work for you. When I was coming off of treatment for um, breast cancer, I actually, in order to get my hemoglobin up, I, I tried the green vegetables. I tried, you know, they suggest that I tried those things first. And I wasn't completely, I wasn't necessarily vegan at the time. I wasn't at the time, but I was still doing a lot more vegetables and things like that, plant-based at that time. But I wasn't able to get my levels up with just that diet. Now, I am not advocating that you eat meat. If you're not a meat eater, I'm sure that, you know, there may be other ways. But for me, I wasn't able to get it up. I had a certain amount of time that I needed to do it in. And I ended up had I did eat red meat at that time. Now, red meat is not something that I really wanted to eat, period, anyway. But at that time, my body did benefit from that. But that was only for a season. I didn't stay on that. So what my point in sharing that is that Sometimes we really just have to listen to our body and find out what is going on within us so that we know how to feed it. And so when I look at vegan versus vegetarian, um, I don't really like the versus, um, but it's, it's really that both ways have benefits. Both ways can um, help us in our diet, help us in our health. So we really have to look at what it is when you're deciding in how you want to eat or how you're going to eat. First of all, it doesn't always have to be forever. Our bodies change all the time. So we have to consistently look at what it is that we need at different stages of our time of our lives and so if you know one season you may need more of a certain nutrient and a certain vegetable your your body may de- be depleted of something and so you have to eat in, according to what your body is needing and then adjust your diet According to that, it may not be forever, but you just adjust according to what your body is needing. 
Vegans and vegetarians may both be deficient in B12 and may need to supplement this. According to an article on Medical News Today, some vegetarians may also be at risk of being deficient in B6 and niacin, while vegans may also be at risk of being deficient in zinc and omega-3. So like I stated, no food plan is perfect. And while I am not a doctor, what it seems to me is that medicine is gen- in general is a process of weighing the risk involved and basically choosing the method of care where the benefits outweigh the risk. It is also good to note that either eating plan can be unhealthy. How is that, you say? Well, if you are a vegan, vegetarian, plant-based eater, and you only eat processed foods, there's a lot more of those available now. You only eat processed foods. You only eat um, junk food, basically. There's a whole trend of vegan junk food. Um, You're constantly eating just fried foods. You're constantly eating takeout, things that are not healthy for us then that's not going to be beneficial to do plant-based. But like I've said before as well, people go vegan for various reasons. If you're a vegan and you're doing it just because of your feeling about animal rights, then maybe eating healthy is not necessarily on the top of your scale. But I'm talking to the people who are vegan or vegetarian because of They are doing it for their health. We have to be mindful of why we're doing what we're doing. And we want to structure it in a way that we are giving our bodies what they need. So with that, you know, in in doing that and knowing that one diet doesn't fit all, And knowing that sometimes we have to transition our diet or make adjustments to the way we eat based on what our body needs, it's important to be an advocate for your health and get your levels checked. Now, this is not a favorite of mine. I personally do not like to go to the doctor at all. I don't like to get tests. I don't like to get things checked out. Um... I just don't want to go through that process. But what I realized is how that's empowering. That can be empowering because when we take more control and we um, empower ourselves with the information of what our body is telling us, our body will tell us what it's needing, what it's lacking, um, where it's deficient how we can help it, how we can bless our bodies. If we are just doing it out of what we think we need, we may be right or we may be wrong. But when we can get the testing, get blood tests um, periodically so that we can get the data of what our body is telling us and then we can eat according to that. So that is what I'm doing. <laughs> that is my goal is to get the blood work done 
and I'm going in it with a different mindset this time. I haven't done this before, but I'm asking for specific information so that I know where I'm at as far as B12. I have no idea. I take a supplement, but it's just a guess. Maybe I'm not deficient in that. Maybe I'm needing something else. I want to get the information so that I know how to feed my body. And so that is what I advocate for you as well. Get the information. We need to know what our bodies are saying to us so that we know how to feed them. Food is, you know, in this country where I'm at, the United States, (laughs) I believe that food has become more, it's the center of so many things. Food can involve social settings. It's involving our connection to the people that we love and care about. Food also can medicate our feelings. Sometimes I've been an emotional eater in the past and food can medicate our feelings. It can soothe us when we're lonely. It can comfort us when we're anxious. There's all types of things that we use food for. But I believe that food has a purpose and the purpose is more than just to taste good and to just satisfy our hunger. We use it sometimes to satisfy a hunger that's not going to be filled by food. And so we, we, we need to learn, and I say we because I am in the same journey, I'm on the same journey as anyone else in learning how to be empowered with food and not allow food to not just use food to just satisfy my taste buds. There are so many varieties and I love good food. I love to cook something that tastes delicious. I find myself, if something tastes really good, dancing in my kitchen. (laughs) I'm right there with you in that fact of the smells, the aroma, all of the the appealing way that foods look. It invites us to be in love with its taste and be in love with its texture and be in love with the way that it makes us feel. But I believe that food has more of a purpose and that we can utilize it for more than what we have in the past. But we have to equip ourselves to be able to do that. So before I end this podcast, I want to leave you with a final thought. And truly, my thought is actually a question or a couple of questions. But has food become more important than it should be? Could it be that we need to adjust our lives to let food serve us instead of us serving food? Thanks for listening. You have been listening to the Grown and Vegan podcast. Be sure to join us next week for a brand new episode. In the meantime, visit grownandvegan.com for more information and visit YouTube to subscribe to the Grown and Vegan YouTube channel. You can also follow Grown and Vegan on Instagram and Facebook.